Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die when all the birds are singing. Good afternoon, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Afternoon delight. <laughs> oh no! Let's start again. Good <laughs> evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast. Love the graps. My name's Chris. I am here with Alan. Hello. That's Alan. And this is the podcast that we do when we talk about wrestling. Yes. How are we feeling? <laughs> I quite like wrestling at the moment. Yeah. In a way. I swing up and down with wrestling. Mm. Um, at the moment, I'm quite on, on the up with old Foxy Moxie. Stop turning calling up. him that. I'm going to call him that even more. Uh, Foxy Moxie turning up in New Japan. Yeah. Um, Spoilers for anyone else who uh, hasn't watched the New Japan show from this morning before listening to this totally unrelated podcast. I mean, should you be even talking about it? All right, yes, someone else showed up. Okay. Okay, um, and the G1's looking quite fun. Uh, The indie wrestling is is quite fun in in the America. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of good documentaries uh, about wrestling. And uh, I went to like a fun local show last night. So I'm feeling quite up. How about you? I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very down. No, I'm not. I'm not that down. Um, I mean, we're preparing for our big, good show in July. Yeah, good stock. Um, Twists and turns in in, behind the scenes. Who owns the trademark for Udstock? Have have you? I don't know. I hope they don't don't bother us. Well, yeah. Well, this year is the 50th anniversary of the Woodstock Festival. Yeah. Um, I think it's about a month later than our show. Yeah. Um, just a bit of um, happenstance there. Also, 50th anniversary of uh, Bob Dylan at the Isle of Wight. Yeah. Uh, 50th anniversary of Sharon Tate being murdered by, Ma- uh, I was about to say Marilyn Manson. That was a <laughs> terrible slur. Yeah. Uh, Charles Manson and his followers. Well, he wasn't murdered. But I mean, let's not get into technicalities. Of I mean, she was. She wasn't murdered by Charles Manson. And he wasn't well, present at the actual... He was Present Crime. the next night at the La Bianca movie. Anyway, so yes, it's it's a lot of things. And the moon landings. Yeah, and the invention of the sexual position, the 69er. Yeah, that was when it was invented. <laughs> That's why it's called 69 Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, ups and downs, ups and downs. But I didn't go to the wrestling yesterday. No. Um, I was doing other things. Yeah. Um. And uh, it was a, still. A, I had a long day. Oh right. Um, other doing other things. Yeah. That, when, for when my pe- other podcast. When people say like, I've, oh, "It's been a long day," mm. it's never a good thing, is it? Um, I don't know. I think it could be if it was a long day full of exciting stuff. Yeah, but you never say then. Go, oh, it was. A- it was a long. It, I'm so glad it was a long day. <laughs> no one ever says that, do they? I'm so glad it was yeah. a long day because there was so much stuff to fit yeah. in. I'm um, gonna start saying it. Are you? Yeah. When are you ever going to have a day good enough for that? When am I ever going to have a day long enough for that? Yeah. I go to bed at seven o'clock, mate. Do you? Well, not far off. I'm old. Yeah, no, you are. That's accurate. Yeah. That is 100% accurate. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, well, let's talk about the wrestling, because you went to wrestling yesterday. I did, yeah. Um, You went to U-B-Dub. Ub-dub. Yeah, ub-dub. Um, yeah. I mean, they don't call it that. They no, should call it they that. They should call it that. Yeah. So if you're listening, ub-dub. Yeah. 
that somebody me the the memes man yeah monster memes yeah he'll he could say that he we could, were in um that, that could be one of your memes memes we were in memes hometown yesterday. yeah so ubw ultimate british wrestling yeah the final british wrestling there is no more british wrestling yeah, yeah. um and it was the bulldog bash yeah. in bulldog yeah i find that word difficult to say it is Bull- it is a bit weird because it's not bulldog is it no not b u i mean if, if you were being you know correct it would be baldock 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 um but that sounds stupid it does yeah so they call it bulldog like like a like a balding man yes like the pronunciation yes. of it's bald yeah ock. yeah yeah it's a dock with no hair yeah <laughs> oh god this is a good podcast isn't it yeah uh, solid, solid uh, content. So yeah, so I went to the Bulldog Bash, which took place in Bulldog, which if anyone doesn't know where Bulldog is, and why would you? Uh, it's in Hertfordshire. It's not far away from Stevenage. Um, that's the nearest, <laughs> biggest town that I can I can put it by. I think I think there are plenty of people that still wouldn't get the context no. of either of those places. And um, my in-laws live in Bulldog. Really? So I've been going to Bulldog sort of 20 times a year for the past 20 years. And this is the first time I've ever been out in Bulldog. Out. Out, yeah. out. Out, out. I was out, out. I even had a cider, a cedra. I had a cedra. Did you? Because they still have Stella Artois cedra in Bulldog. I haven't seen it anywhere else for ages, but they still <laughs> have it in Bulldog. Okay. Um. So, yes, yeah, so the first time I've been out, out. Um. And when I saw that UBW were doing a two shows in one day mm-hmm. affair in Bulldog, I thought, why not combine taking the missus and the child uh, to see the in-laws and I can leave them there. Yep. Uh, have the illusion of doing a family thing um, and actually just go and watch some fellas in spandex or each other around. Yeah, because you... Um, oh, what's the best way to describe it? You, you hate your family. I do, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm an ordinary man. Yeah. Um, that's that's the uh, the lot of the man. Yeah. Uh, to hate his family. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just like anybody else <laughs> in that. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was quite nice. So yeah, two shows in one day. God, that's um, a lot of wrestling, isn't it? Yeah. And they were Bulldog Bash, the early show. Yeah. And Bulldog Bash, the over 18 show. Oh, okay. Like, so they, they didn't have separate names like, or anything. So the early show was like the, the early learning centre. Yeah. Show. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Well, I, I, I wasn't there. Okay. I'm going to assume a great time was had, but we'll um, we'll maybe try and drill down a little yeah. bit in, into that. Yeah. So it's a lot of wrestling to cover. If you come into this podcast for the first time because you're a big UbDub fan and you're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to check out what these two white men think of it, <laughs> um, then welcome. Uh, what we would normally do is run down a few things that we liked under the banner of Love the Graps and a few mm-hmm. things that we didn't like under the banner or didn't like as much yeah. under the banner of Not My Graps. So we're not going to do blow by blow. No. Nope. If you want that kind of content, get get out of here. <laughs> if you want actual, you know, analysis of the results yep. and the different holds applied, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Also, if you want a perspective on wrestling giving, given by anyone other than white middle class men, you're out of luck as well. Uh, and in fact, any podcast will will. Uh, will yeah, you're going to struggle you in that direction. I I, I like the um, 
the 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 joke that what do you call um, a gathering of two or more middle class white men a podcast yes um because uh yeah it's funny because it's true it's funny because it's true yeah um, in fact, I saw someone. I saw a couple of people yesterday at the show that I hadn't seen for a while. Um, old FWA friends, uh, LSR Cabrera, who uh, used to run the FWA back in the day, um, and Lisa, who did some work for FWA, and Barry Sharalambos, um, who back when I was in the FWA, um, he was uh, a promoter and occasionally just being a manager. And then I went away from wrestling, came back. He's some kind of graps whisperer. You listen to uh, interviews with Spud and uh, Dave Mastiff. Um, who, because I'm in the game, I called him Morales yesterday when I was... Oh, did you? Um, they were all saying, oh, yeah, he was instrumental in our, in our careers. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, fine. So, yeah, so it's nice to see them. And uh, when Barry said, oh, are you doing anything in the business? I went, got a podcast? He didn't look stunned by that. I mean, it's a good chance if he was involved in the FWA, he probably still doesn't actually know what a podcast is. <laughs> we're not that old. I we don't are. Know. We're all terribly. The FWA old. is like fifty years old. It is. Now. Yeah, it's the fiftieth anniversary of the FWA. <laughs> it is, as yeah, well. yeah, where the sixty nine er was invented. Yes, and I'm going to keep calling it the sixty nine er. It's your favourite ice cream as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You go yeah. out and go. Can I have a sixty nine er? Yeah, it's um, two ice creams, one one on top of the other. I thought it was upside way, down. Just a, it was a, a cornet. That's mm. what us old people call cones. Yeah, a uh, cornet with a flake stuck in the top and then one rammed in the bottom. No, that's something else altogether. <laughs> <laughs> something else altogether. Um, okay, so do you want to want to just dive in? Yeah, then? yeah. Let's so, go three things. Yeah. That you would happily put under the heading "Love the Graps." Okay. So first thing is, as I said, there were two shows yesterday. Um, the afternoon show was uh, a family-friendly affair, and the evening show was a bit more adult. Um, and they had a band playing as well. Whoa. I think there were supposed to be two bands. Thankfully, one cancelled. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, the, the band were fine. Although uh, myself and Mike Farrow, friend of the podcast, we were there. We had to go outside. And they sounded great from outside. Uh, a bit loud from inside. Yeah. Again, I'm old. Uh, so they were fine. Um, so the afternoon show was standard family-friendly show. Uh, bit of wrestling, bit of audience uh, uh, interaction um has to be said that these shows and i'll come on to this later they're uh, trainee shows so ultimate british wrestling is uh, an extension of a training school yeah um so you very much you get that you know when you go in uh, but the evening show was the first time i've seen um some of these people i mean some of these people i've only really seen them once before anyway when we went to Ubdub Ubdub before uh before um the majority, the vast majority, sort of 95% of their shows are family friendly. Um, so I think this was a rare chance for some of these guys to work and not have to worry about the the kids in the crowd. Um, and there's two ways you can go about that. Mm-hmm. You can come out and you can just start swearing, um, which some people decided to do. And uh, there was a, a guy in the crowd who, every time someone swore in the ring, he went, it's an over-18 show. Mm. Uh, I don't know why. Like In case he, he thought there was, like, had to be said. It was a caveat, legal caveat at the time it was done. But there were some people who um, took the opportunity to do something a little bit different. Oh, no. Um, and okay. I quite like that. Um, it's that room to breathe that you can explore with your character. 
and there are several different ways of doing this so i'm gonna talk about three people on on the the Dub roster okay um, that that used this opportunity uh first one is percy trainer mm-hmm. uh now percy trainer uh personal trainer Pers- uh, percival trainer it, i mean he should be percival well he? maybe he was and then he's just yeah. shortened it to percy um so he's basically a mr motivator style uh clean cut guy um he came out and he was a bit saucy and a bit sweary and a bit of a dick and i liked him so much more as that okay that you've got this guy who looks clean cut and his gimmick is of this clean cut mr motivator tv kind of uh keep fit guy and then he's a dick who swears i quite like that that was that was that was nice um second one uh they uh have two belts in Abdub. They have tag belts and two single belts. Um they have the Infinity Championship, which is kind of like it's I guess it's their X division. Okay. Um, and the champion of that is Eden, um, who is a woman. A woman. Yeah. Um and on the afternoon show she fought Declan Tebbett. Um and uh just as an aside for that, Eden's a baddie. Like, there's nothing likeable about Eden at all. Was she a baddie when we went before? She was, yeah. Um, she came out. Remember, there was, uh, at that show before, there was uh, that girl who just signed a contract. Okay, right. And then Eden came out. And I thought that one up. was Eden. No, no, that was Evie Rose. Right, okay. Yeah, there you go. See, I know, I know all the updub stuff, man. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing like her, Eden. However, Declan Tebbert was such a poor excuse for a human being. <laughs> that when she was beating him up and even after the the bell when she was laying in afters i was just like go on girl fucking get in there <laughs> so what what was wrong with this declan tebbett oh, guy man just imagine um imagine grado yeah imagine a tribute to grado okay and then imagine someone doing a tribute to grado but never having seen grado before and just been told kind of what he's like a bit like that. It was. It was not good. Okay, so it it wasn't like he was a despicable human being. No, no, <laughs> just uh, like yeah, like a like a just a half like a half person. Yeah, um, and I'm sorry, Declan, if you're listening, but <laughs> you know he was making his return to Abdub. Um, it's a long-awaited return. Yeah, um, no one seemed that excited about it, but there we go. Um, so yeah, so Eden, uh, she defended that title in the afternoon, and then in the evening show, she was in the main event. And it was a three-way defense for a title against mm-hmm. Sidney James, Sid, Sid James. I just I can never get past him. No. That he's called Sid James. Yeah. Um, who was wearing a Got Breed T-shirt from the FWA <laughs> like okay. eighteen years ago, um, and C.J. Carter, the human personification of evil or whatever. Yeah, he, is. he really is. Yeah. Um, and they kind of turned it up a notch in that they they left nothing in the locker room. They just beat the shit out of each other. Okay. And particularly, the two lads beat the shit out of Eden. And she gave back, but, like, they hit her with some stuff. And I really like that. And that's obviously stuff they can't do in, like, a family-friendly stuff. No, that's true. You can't yeah. work snug. You, 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 can't, you can't do the, the strong styles um, on a family-friendly show. Um, and I really like the way they did that. Okay. Um, it was, like, an extra element. And it made me more interested in seeing Eden again in future if she can mix it. To, to that level yeah you know? um and then the the best one was do you remember when we went to Abdub before yeah uh, a guy called sledgehammer bets vaguely 
Um, he, he came out in like a red singlet. He's he's got permy curly yeah, hair. Yeah, I do. Like I do. Yeah, yeah, I do looks, remember him. He looks like a Welsh rugby player. Yeah, uh, or a wrestler from the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wrestled like, on the um, afternoon show. Like like a combination of both the Steiners, but then also kind of gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a Welsh version of both the Steiners. <laughs> yeah. That's right. okay. So um, he worked the uh, the early show as Sledgehammer Betts. Yep. Um, growly heel. You know. And then in the evening show, um, there was a guy called Big Mad Rogers. <laughs> she had right. just been Big Mad Roger. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell him that. Yeah. Um, so Big Mad Rogers had beaten up the bass player of the band. Uh, when the band had finished okay. their set, they were putting their gear away, and Big Mad Rogers came out. Um, and beat up the bass player. Yeah. Um, and his beat, beating up of the bass player was interrupted by Careless Whisper by George Michael. Okay. Now, if you've been to any kind of professional wrestling, when that music hits, you're only expecting one person. Not if you've been to any kind of professional yeah. wrestling. Um, but... You're probably expecting the lovemaking demon. Yes. Um, what we got was not the lovemaking demon. No. What we got was Sledgehammer Betts, but not as Sledgehammer Betts. Yeah. We got him as the sassy bear, Clarence. <laughs> okay. And he came out with a feather boa <laughs> and a pair of pink tights, right. uh, pink trunks with Clarence written on them. Okay. And he was sexually ambiguous. And it was brilliant. It was the, one of the best things I've ever seen. I love an exotico. An exotico, for those who don't know, is, is the Mexican kind of transvestite cross-dressing mm. um, wrestler. Um, I love it when uh, Cassius does it. Um, but when Cassius does it, Cassius is like an in-shape, young, fit, attractive man. With respect to Sledgehammer Betts, <laughs> um, that's not what he is. But it worked so well. The crowd absolutely loved it. I think this might be the first time he's ever done it. Okay. Um, and it was wonderful. And there were bits where he, he started getting a bit kind of overly sexual with Big Mad Rogers, which Big Mad Rogers didn't like. But then later in the match, because he's mad, Big Mad Rogers, he, he's crazy. He's got that thing where he'll attack you and then apologise for it. Um, right, and, okay. You know, he doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, there was a bit where uh, Clarence kissed him and everyone was like, oh, and, and he was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he went, I love you, and then kissed him back. <laughs> and that, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, right. this has taken a weird turn. But I, I just loved it. And it was really nice to see guys who are probably hemmed in in that little box mm-hmm. of doing these family-friendly shows in the, the, the towns of, of Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire, um, being able to let loose. And I tell you, Clarence, mate, you got to get on the, on board the, the Clarence, the Clarence Express. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a healthy dose of gay panic goes a long way. Well, I mean, um, it was a bit, except because he was obviously a babyface. Right, okay. In that they'd set it up so that Big Mad Rogers was a, a despicable person. He yeah. was an evil heel. And out comes Clarence to, uh, to counter him with his uh, sexually ambiguous ways. Okay. It works in that way, okay. I think. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, w- I would suggest he uh, comes out to slightly different music. Um, as, as we said, Careless Whisper means a lovemaking demon. Maybe uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart or um, Male Stripper by Man to Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be a better one. And uh, I'd like to see him up his, his bear gear. I'd like to see the leather cap. Um, the oh, leather God. trunks. I, I, I'm really on board with this now. 
Um, okay. I'm a Clarence booster. Okay. Well, that sounds like a few um, interesting uh, <laughs> twists and turns character-wise yeah. at Abu yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that's just one yeah. of your Love the Graps. Yeah. Well, so, let's go on. Let's okay. keep, carry on. Carry so on. So my, my second Love the Graps is clear storylines. We yeah. love a storyline on Love the Graps. Mm-hmm. Um, we love going to wrestling where the storylines are apparent and continuing and you can pick up what's going on. Um, they did a great job of that yesterday, both with the wrestlers uh, in their interactions with each other and the uh, MC, uh, big time Chase Anthony. Right, okay. He's, uh, I think he called himself like the human Mardi Gras or something. Right. But he was he was giving it his all in in difficult circumstances, which I'll, I'll talk about later. Um, but he was uh, sort of saying what was going on. Uh, the wrestlers were saying what was going on. So despite the fact that I haven't been to an Dub show since January um, and haven't been following them on the internet, everything was immediately clear what was going on. Except, except one thing that I'm led to believe that Robbie Boy... Yep. Um, do you remember Robbie Boy? Yeah, I remember yeah, Robbie he Boy, was, yeah. He teamed uh, at the afternoon show with Sledgehammer Betts as Champions League. <laughs> okay, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, he's apparently the general manager now. Apparently okay. He won that. Um, and so he made a match um, that it was uh, Champions League against Percy Trainer and Spike Valentine. Right. Um, and Champions League won with a bit of a, a misunderstanding between the other two. Um, so he made a match between the other two for the evening show. And it did seem a bit weird for me at the time when I was how's he allowed to do that? Right, okay. But apparently he's the GM. That was the okay. only thing that they didn't um, sort of put across. But other than that, really clear. You're in a new town for the first time. You know what's going on. Got to let Bulldog know. Yeah, Bulldog needed to know. Yeah. They really needed okay. to know. Okay, all right. Um, so third one. Go on then. As I said, it's a uh, offshoot of a training school. These are um, not your top British indie guys, um, although some of their guys are starting to get out there. Um, Charles Crowley, who you had on yeah. the other week, he's he's from that school. Yep. Um, so he's come out of there. Um, a few of the, the others are starting to branch out a bit, doing other bits. And, and CJ Carter was on the show. He's been around and about yeah, and done some bits. He's been around for a bit. Um, but mostly it's, it's trainees. Um, I paid £11 for a dual ticket for both shows. Um, there was an option to give a bit more to support the, the training school, so I gave an extra pound. Okay, very good of you. Well, I thought round it up. It yeah. suggested a pound. I thought I'd give it a pound. Well, you so, rounded it up to £12. Yeah, pounds. <laughs> right. I, I felt a bit bad later when uh, Mike Farrier only came to the evening show, yeah. um, and the, the tickets to the evening show were £8 on their own, mm-hmm. and he said he, he gave £2 to round it up to 10 I thought, I feel a bit bad now. Um, but yeah, so... If you went to the early show, £5. Late one, £8. If you bought a ticket for both, £11. I got 10 matches and a band for that £11. I got my money's worth. Now, we've talked about this before. When we used to go to um, Northampton School of Professional Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is now uh, WIN. Wrestling, Wrestling Institute of Northampton. Yeah, they're accredited, I, I Yeah, believe. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, UCUS of uh, accredited. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You have to fill in your UCUS form. To, uh, to get to win. Yeah, I don't know where they came on the league tables um, this year. But, uh, high, uh, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know Oxford went down to third, so maybe yeah, Wynn St. Andrews took up. them over. So oh, uh, it was St. Andrews, was yeah. Oh, right. I think Wynn are probably. Who runs the St. Andrews Wrestling School? Um, I think it's Wolfgang. Right. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
so we used to go to their training shows, pay a couple of quid. I mean, to be honest, they were too cheap. Yeah. We'd pay a pound or two pound to go. Um, now they're doing shows and they're, they've upped their production values a bit. They've got another venue. I feel maybe a little too much money. <laughs> um, and that's no offence to the people at Win. You know, you've got to charge what you've got to charge. Yeah. Um, I felt I got absolute value for money yesterday. Now, there's a caveat to this in that the money they raised from that show would not pay a wage bill for a regular show. No. And there is a thing about um, should you work for free? And it's a thorny one. Some people will do it and say, right, you're paying your dues, etc., etc. However, I think that if the show is purely for the school itself, then maybe there is something about that. And and I I don't know, maybe these guys did get paid. I have no idea uh, about it. But I I think if it's it's part of your training to do these shows, um, it's not like you're going to uh, somebody else who's pocketing the money and helping and doing something for them, which again can also be part of your training. But this specifically is they're they're all uh, Paul's students um, and they're working for Paul on that night. And I've no doubt that Paul isn't in it for the money. He's in it because he loves wrestling. He's always loved wrestling. That's Paul. Oh, he used to be Ash in the new breed. Um, had a good chat with him after the show last night. He's really happy about the way things are going down there. Um, I, he's not in it for the money. I imagine every penny that was put into that show last night, if they uh, came out with any money after expenses, it would go back into doing it. So I felt I got value for money. It was a good experience for the the lads and lasses um, getting that experience in front of a live crowd because they, they, they got a show today. So they do, you know, a fair amount of shows. And these, these are shows where you're going to learn your trade. Um, And I feel it was a, a good exchange between fans and organization okay that's good yeah i mean i think like yeah i think you're right if it's a training school and it's a trainee show i i don't i think you can keep the costs down and i think that that there are there's an argument to say that it is part of your training so take this opportunity to work in front of an audience yeah because like there's one thing training in the gym Mm -hmm. but like unless you're in front of an audience like you're never really gonna know like what it's like performing in front of an audience no exactly it's that simple and if you can do it as part of your training Mm -hmm. in an environment where you can make mistakes and it be sort of acceptable and be you know fed back to you in the spirit that it's intended then yeah then i think that's great and there is an argument to say you probably shouldn't be expecting to be getting paid at that point because no. you're still learning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and those sh- those shows are fun. They yeah. are. They can they can be really fun, um, especially if you go in there with the mindset that you understand. Yeah. What you're gonna get. I mean, it was it it was vastly of, of a vastly different quality to Fight Club Pro that we go to, um, but it wasn't any less enjoyable because of that. Yeah. You know. All right, so there were a few things that were not my grabs. Not my grabs. And if you are, as I say, if you're an Ubdub hardcore, and this is your first show, um, we do talk about things that we, we don't like so yeah. much. Um, so not my grabs. Three things. Yep. Okay, first thing, there was quite a low turnout. Okay. So it's the first show in Bulldog. Um, not a lot happened in Bulldog. 
which is why in 20 times a year of going there for 20 years, it's possibly the first time I've been out. In <laughs> um, they have the Bulldog Festival every year. What kind uh, of, who plays at that? Um, nobody, really. It's not like Glastonbury Festival. Oh, Muse haven't headlined that no. one. It's like a, a two-week kind of street festival thing. God, it's very God, weird. That sounds awful. Yeah. I once went to Bulldog and uh, went to a, a party for the opening of a tunnel on a bypass. A party? Yeah. Ooh. It's the kind of thing they do there. And my wife, who's who grew up in that area, wasn't the first tunnel opening party she'd ever been to. <laughs> well, well, that's quite the statement. Yeah. Um, Bulldog uh, adjoins the town of Letchworth. Um Letchworth is a much bigger town, a lot more going on there. Um, they've had bands playing there, okay. um, which uh, you don't have in Bulldog. Um, so it's a very sleepy town, is what I'm saying. The afternoon show, uh, it, this, all these uh, shows were held at Bulldog Community Centre. Um, there were about 35 people there. Right. Um, and that sounds bad, except that up until the afternoon of the show, they only thought they could get 30 people in there. It's a very, very small room. Okay. And then when they actually got everything set up, they realised they could they could put another 20 seats out. So there were like 50 seats out. Right. But only another five people. Because they'd announced the show had sold out okay. in the afternoon. Because they'd sold all the 30 seats that okay. they, they were allowed. Um, so there were only about 35 people there. So it's very subdued. Um, and Chase Anthony, bless him, did his absolute hardest to try and get a room of 35 people excited and when that room of 35 people involves a couple of families where dad don't care no do you know what i mean it's like until until the women come on yeah um something for the dads yeah dad don't care um he did really well now the evening show i thought there might be a few more the the plan for the evening show was um that they they had some chairs around the room against the wall, but I think the plan was to have people standing around the ring in that fashionable way yeah. people do. Um, there were probably about 50, maybe 60 people there. Right, okay. Um, and most of them stood kind of at the, the back or sat yeah. down on the seat. So, again, it was a difficult room. Um, now, the thing is, when when you run a new town, it's always hard. Now, as I say, I think because he was announced as coming from Knights Templar School, which is the school up the road, um, I think means the the Ubdub champion uh, is from Bulldog. Okay. So I don't know what he did locally, um, but the other guys are going to be a few miles away. Yeah, you know what I mean, 20, 30 miles away. So it's always tough when you run in a new town like that. I don't know what they did locally. Um, Mike Farrow, uh, before he met up with me, went into the chip shop to get some food and he did he did mess me and say the wrestling is the talk of the chip shop <laughs> right okay um so you know there was that um so i don't know what they did locally but i would have been a little bit disappointed if it had been me um well i mean I, if you say saying... talking to talking to paul after the show he wasn't he didn't seem particularly disappointed um i wouldn't imagine it was an expensive show to put on yeah um hiring a community center for the day um is not you know massively no. expensive especially when the community center has a bar and it may have even been that, you know, I don't want to speculate, but they may have even got it for free yeah. uh, with the bar takings. That they put on a seminar in the afternoon. Doug Williams came over, did a seminar. So, you know, it's worthwhile. And, and perhaps this was just a bit extra. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, <coughs> um, you've got to think, if they're saying that they're sold out at 30 people, they're not that bothered about getting no. any more than 30 people in. No. Or else why are you do- doing the show? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, well, good, good, good for them. Yeah, I suppose in that respect. Um, but yeah, it's always more fun to have a few more people that are completely sort of engaged in it. Yeah, um, and it is hard to get an atmosphere out of out of out of that smaller crowd. Yeah, and and it's the kind of show as well that I I think you would have seen some of the usual characters there because it's not that far out of London. Mm. Um, but Eve were running last night. Um, Resurgence were running in Leicester. Mm. Um, so I think a few people were that might have order, ordinarily gone were kind of other places. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really see um, any familiar faces from the shows we go to in and around that area. Right, okay. So I think, you know. Um, having said that, I was talking to the bass player of, of the band, the one who got beaten up. Yeah. Uh, he was fine after the show. Oh, good, good. Um, he said they played a gig the night before for people. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I've been to shows with poor turnouts. I've played gigs with poor turnouts. Yeah. I, I once DJed. Um, I used to be part of a DJ collective. DJ collective. And we, we put on a, uh, a club night um, at university once, and one person paid to get in. Brilliant. Yeah. It was like basically, we were just like, what do you want to hear, mate? <laughs> you know what I mean? Enough of it. Just turn it off. Yeah. Just turn it off. I just want to sit in silence, please. Yeah. The lowest I ever wrestled in front of when I was wrestling was 27. Yeah. I counted them from the ring. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the kind of wrestler I was. Yeah. You know? Really, really, really awful. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. Um, so, second, uh, not my grab. And again, you know, this, this may have been out of their hands a little bit. It's a slightly weird setup. So, it's in a community centre. Um, you had the choice of all the house lights or some house lights. Okay. Um, and weirdly, for the for the evening show, um, for the the night, um, when when stuff was going on, when the band were playing, when the announcements were going on in the ring, um, the lights were low. And when the matches happened, just turned all the, <laughs> the lights on. It was, just, it was really weird. It was weird. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a weird enough. decision. Um, but it meant we got to see Clarence, the sassy bear Clarence. Okay. Um, in full. In full. full naked. Form. Naked strip light. Yeah. Um, that was quite good. Um, but very low ceiling. Yep. Um, not a lowered ring. I don't know if they have a lowered ring. Um, if they did, they didn't choose to do it because I think it's their own ring. Okay. Um, certainly like uh, the, the, the lads were all, um, everyone who rested on the show, including Melanie Price, who uh, is based in Manchester. Um, has done a lot of stuff up there for Future Shock and, and PCW. Was wrestling on both these shows. Um, has obviously come down from Manchester to wrestle. Just mucking in, helping putting the ring away. I quite like that. that was, okay. That was quite good. Um, so, yeah, they were all mucking in. So it's their own ring. Um, it was placed to to one side um, rather than in the middle of the room. So, like, one side of the ring, you couldn't do anything above sort of six foot. Okay. Um, in fact, one guy uh, went sort of set up a move and he went brain buster and I thought not in here you're not mate <laughs> and uh, a couple of t- uh, ceiling tiles did get dislodged yeah 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 that's um, going to happen so yeah so, so it was a weird set they, did, they didn't try and dress the room or anything they did have their entrance up in the corner which oh yeah they got uh, a spectacular entrance yeah that was, that was quite nice yeah um, but I would have done a little bit more maybe um, but I mean it depends what you want out of the show yeah do you know what I mean when you as you say if you're selling out of 30 people you're not going to like make a spectacular Go, effort yeah yeah there's no point in there's no point in going all like all the trimmings no no did have a fully stocked merch table out in the foyer mm-hmm. um, which is good you could buy all kinds of WWE figures from there Rey Mysterio masks uh, there were yep okay. um, I didn't see Drago uh, 
Drago's figures were <laughs> no there. No Boglins. Yeah. Right, okay. But, but no, no Drago. Oh. Um, and uh, some very cheap WWE DVDs. Oh. And uh, somebody, what, like, somebody was like, how, how much are these? And they were like three pounds. He went, is that all? We went, we're trying to get rid of them. We got them ages. Yeah. Get, and, uh, and you could get a foam finger. Yeah. Get anything good? I uh, didn't know. No, no. no Saudi merchandise um, with the with the WWE ones. No, no well, I, I, really, I did any... buy Faces of Death, which <laughs> okay. which features plenty of Saudi uh, oh, executions. Okay, cool. So, you know, same sort of thing. Yeah, basically the same. Yeah, yeah. same sort of thing. Um, so, a third... Not my grabs. Go on then. As I said, trainee show. Yep. Uh, most of the people on the show uh, are trainees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine there's probably a few for whom this is their level. And and that's fine. Yeah. I think, like, having been to a lot of trainee shows, there, there are, like, a few different types of trainees yeah. that you'll see. There, there, there are the ones that take it super serious mm-hmm. or, like, they've got something yeah already going on and you can see that they're gonna sort of click and, and move to another level mm-hmm. and then you've got some who are trying hard that and you're like oh i don't know whether this is ever going to work for you and then there is somewhere it's like sunday league yeah like, not everybody who wants to play sunday league wants to get to the premiership yeah and you know that you've got some people like that there as well yeah um having said that there were a couple of times with in a couple of the matches where they were trying stuff that I wouldn't have tried at their level right, in okay. front of an audience. Um, and it's interesting. I, I would have quite liked to have been at the seminar in the afternoon to see those people, which, A, which people went to the seminar to learn from Doug Williams, mm-hmm. um, and B, how they approached it. Um, because... I don't know sometimes if, and I'll admit this myself, when, when I was a wrestler, I would sometimes do a move for the first time in a match. Okay. Because it just, it came to me. And I was a terrible professional wrestler because of that. I was <laughs> yeah. not properly trained yeah. because of that. Um, and occasionally you'll, you'll see a bit of that. And I kind of think, when you're at that level, keep it simple. Do stuff you know you can do. Do stuff that you know you do well. It doesn't matter if it's the same stuff you do in every match um, because you are working your way up to yeah. being able to do more stuff. Um, so having not been at the seminar, not being like a regular kind of attendee of UbDub and, and not knowing the people involved, I, I don't know whether the people that I saw trying a few things that perhaps they shouldn't have been were trainees getting a bit over-enthusiastic or whether they were weekend warriors basically doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing but i've just thought fuck it do you know what i mean right i'm gonna do it um so yeah there was a little bit of that a couple of times um but mostly it was a fun day two shows 10 matches and a band um across six hours you know i had a little bit where i went outside sat on a bench okay that's nice. nice bulldog's a nice place if you want to sit on a bench yeah what was the weather like um it was good except Earlier in the day, it was it was wet, so I took a coat. So yeah. it meant I had a coat with me. Yeah, and it wasn't coat evening. Yeah, it's hard to judge, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to judge. Um, but yeah, it was it was a nice day, and I would say uh, if you can get to Abdub, if they're in your local area, um, go. They've got a show in a couple of weeks on a Sunday, uh, and they they've got two shows in one day again, um, in Biggleswade, which is like oh, Biggleswade is, yeah. is like their Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and Sugar Dunkton's in town. Okay. So very know, nice. Yeah, nice to go along and see the Up Dub regulars and a bit of Sugar D. Um, so yeah, I'd say get along. And and we we said this before, like when we went to uh, Mega Slam a couple yep. of years ago, one of our uh, podcasts about that. We said if there is this kind of local thing in your area, give it a go. Yeah. Because not everything has got to be WWE, NXT UK takeover. It's not got to be New Japan at the Copper Box. It's not even got to be Pro Wrestling Eve at the Resistance Gallery. If you can get in and see some of this, but go in with the mindset yeah. of very much what you're going I to think, see. I, I think, not to, not to sort of disparage this, I think it makes you appreciate what is really good about professional wrestling yeah. but it also opens your eyes up to like all of the different things that it can be yeah because you will get people on these shows that are trying mm-hmm. character wise all sorts of bonkers stuff yeah. i mean what what is a wrestling memes what yeah. is what is that <laughs> you know charles crowley what what's that character like i mean we're Obviously, they've got answers for that, and you've yeah. got answers when you watch it. Yeah. But you know what is your bear, your, your big gay bear character? Yeah. Like, you know, like even even like casting my mind back, the, the Robbie boy who's now the commish. Yeah. At, um, Abdub, like that's a character. Like, you, you get to see a lot of things that you won't see if you're just going to like Fight Club Pro. Yeah. You're not seeing any characters. No. Like. They're, they're, they're no characters in Fight Club Pro. Yeah. It's just all a bunch of men punching each other. Yeah. And the occasional woman shows up to punch someone And, and as same well. as if, if you watch New Japan, there's yeah. really no characters. You've got Toriyano. No. And, and, uh, Although I saw um, old Wacky Honma. Oh, um, right. Is, uh, is he the, being Captain Wacky again, He was it? on the final um, Best of Super Junior show. Oh, right, yeah. He's got a new hat. Has he? Like a, hat, a mask-hat combination. I it's like, like It's like you remember the old Vader um, Japan mask thing yeah. where it goes over his whole head mm. it's like that but honma yeah so track it down it's yeah. quite it's quite the sight um so there there are a few characters there but um yeah. but yeah you you will see the whole apps the whole rainbow of what professional wrestling can be and like i i think the same goes for like London School of Lucha Libre. Yep. I mean, very much so because they are sort of modelled on yeah. the idea of it being a lucha school. But then that extends to a lot of the other London-based promotions because, like, there's a lot of crossover with those trainee shows. Um, I mean, I don't know what Win are doing in Northampton at the moment, but <laughs> but there are trainee shows all over the country, and yeah. you. It's the trainees that will try the bonkers things. Well, I, I mean, mean the, got a friend of ours who we go to shows with, yeah. who is just you know in like well into his wrestling training at the moment yeah, with with Updub. Yeah, he's training there. He's also yep. training a couple of other places. Yep. Really getting around, and he is uh, he's got himself a character, um, the Dark Fruits Daddy. Now I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what the Dark Fruits Daddy I think we're is. Too old to, but we to will fi- we will find out eventually. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, the thing is, when you when you're you're training to be a wrestler, when you're starting out, you you're not going to have everything down. The, you're not going to be you're not going to have a full arsenal of moves. Um, the, some of the moves you've got in your arsenal are not going to be great because you you haven't perfected them yet. Yeah. So while you're 
perfecting that while you're building that distract from it by wearing a pair of clown pants give someone in the crowd something to hook on while you're learning your craft and i think that is just absolutely vital to do that yeah um and it doesn't mean you have to be that character forever no um but like try being it for like six months yeah see what happens yeah try it out like when you're like in your first six months of being a wrestler you're not going anywhere nope. don't even think that you you're gonna be you know i'm the prodigy that is gonna like step out first day out of training school and be slung into dizzy new heights play it as if nobody is ever gonna see this again mm-hmm. I'm doing this. This isn't my. This isn't the first step in my wrestling resume. Nope. This is me fucking around for the first six months. Work hard. Yep. Sure. But also go, I'm going to just try some things. Yeah. This show is not going to turn up on video on demand anyway. No. Um, it's, if it's filmed at all, it's just filmed for your own personal use. Just go wild. Yeah. Just go wild, mate. Yeah. I think that's the joy of... And that's the joy of... The down and dirty underworld of British wrestling. Yep. Um, well, I'm glad you had a nice time. Yeah, it was a lovely day out. <laughs> I mean, I hate wrestling, so yeah, it's nice that somebody can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, when are we going to wrestling again? Well, I'm I'm going to go and see uh, Pro Wrestling Clash <coughs> in Mount King next week. <clears throat> oh yeah, um, I'll be glamping. That yeah, you're weekend. glamping. Yeah, in a, yeah. in a yurt. Are you in a yurt? I'm not sure it is actually a yurt this oh, time. I didn't know you could glamp if you're not in a yurt. Well, I, I think there are different types of gla- glamping right. residences. Yeah. Um, I saw a picture for some pictures yeah. for the place, and some of there were some beds that looked like they were in a cupboard. Oh, nice. Which I kind of want to go in, but there's a what whole kind of tent as a cupboard. Well, the, like I say, this is glamping, my friend. Right. This, we're beyond the world of tents at this right. point. These are permanent structures. Um, is that really camping then? No. no, no, it's not. I think that there's Wi-Fi. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're basically staying in a hotel with very thin walls. Yeah, you stay in a hotel where you step straight out onto some grass. Yeah, in the morning, a chalet. Yeah, that's called that's called a chalet. Is it? Yeah, I mean the chalets that I've been have been like surrounded by a lot of concrete. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like butlins. Oh, yeah, um, <clears throat> pontins. Um, Oh, there's a little bit of personal drama in this trip. Is that uh, I'm going to end up sleeping on a futon? I bloody know it. <laughs> as, You're not a fan as, of the futon. I mean, it's fine, but like as the only singleton, right? Um, or you know, one or two on the trip. It's like they're all going to grab the luxury glamping beds. Yeah. You better make sure you get out there and pull them, mate. It might be too late to pull and then invite somebody on a glamping trip this weekend. No, I mean, right. pull at the glamping. Yeah, but there's only, <laughs> I'm the only singleton. Who am I going to pull? Well, there's got to be other people no, at I the No, I don't campsite. think so. I think it's like a very remote sort of deal. That's weird. It's not. It's weird. It's normal. No, no, that's weird. Write in if you think that's weird. Uh, let us know. <laughs> Please, let us know your thoughts yeah. on glamping and glamping um, arrangements. As opposed to what we're going to do next, I think the next concrete thing we've got is Fight Club Pro. Again. Um, yeah. Um, but we may slip in something here and there. Yeah, we'll see. Know. We'll see. Yeah. You didn't think you were going to get this podcast today, did you? No. 
So there's a nice lucky people. There's a nice treat. Have you got a photo I can use for this podcast? Uh, I'm sure I'll find you one. Yeah. Oh, are you going to steal one? I think. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks for coming round. It's all right. Um, You know, the sun's kind of gone in a little bit now, but I'm sure it will brighten up again. No, it's going to tip it down from four o'clock for five days. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that gives me a perfect excuse to stay in and watch the Women's World Cup. Yeah, the big game. Yeah. Who you got in the big game? This afternoon, yeah, our England, England, yeah. England. Yeah, um, yeah, I did text my Scottish friend to invite her around to watch it. I said, "Our girls are going to demolish your girls." Did you say our our girls are going to demolish your lasses? I didn't, but I should have done, shouldn't I? Yeah, what did you say? Um, Call so, her a hen. I'm sure she'll love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to watch that. Yeah, and I'll watch more. Enjoy. It's better than wrestling, isn't it? Well, of course. Yeah. Um, unlike WWE, we are allowed to watch women compete. Yep. Um, and we'll be back doing podcasting again soon. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Try listening again in the future. Yeah. Just look at your thing and see if some see if we've done another one. Yeah. Um, go on Facebook. Blah blah blah. Uh, until next time, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills, let me fly, the seasons out of time. All our lives, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the world, let me fly. Just got this on the beach